Welcome everybody back to Goosebuds. It's still a thing. We didn't decide to stop after the first episode. We refused to stop talking about <laughs> we this. We will not give up. I'm a, I'm a Goosebud maniac. <laughs> I will not be silenced. Paul almost died trying to record this episode. That's how <laughs> determined we are. I was 75% sure Paul was either dead or in pain. I like that you guys had um, police combing fields for me at this point. Fields and, and dredging lakes for me. No, no. I notified the New York Police Department. I said, uh, look out for all the Pauls. And they put the Paul watch on. And like, we've already lost Paul Walker and Paul Newman. We can't lose another one. <laughs> we can't lose another Paul this year. We can't do it. So, Paul, explain <laughs> what just happened to you. Um, neither of those Pauls died this year, by the way, I, and I realize that now. So, uh, what Paul Walker? Wait, did Paul die Walker this year. did. Wait, what are you Was saying, Paul? Year? Do you not? Yeah, you know Paul we don't Newman know? didn't, but Paul Newman dies every day in my heart. <laughs> every time I have a Newman's own product. Paul, Paul Newman dies every time that I realize that he will not be able to invent a new sauce for me to eat. <laughs> uh, so I just got locked out of my girlfriend's house. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a fun time. It was a long process to getting to the point where I locked myself out. Let me just let, let it be known that I couldn't help it. Well, <laughs> what happened was Paul came over my house, my parents' house. This is where we were recording. And yeah. we worked all day, and then we hung out. And Paul was like, I'm going to go home for well, a little Jen's, bit, yeah, go over yeah. to Jen's house, his girlfriend's. And I was like, cool, I'm going to read Goosebumps for the <laughs> podcast. And so that happened, and then it's about 8.30, and uh, we're like, okay, Paul's dead. <laughs> he is not around. He is not answering his phone. We checked all uh, the people who had seen him, and they're like, no, Paul should be with you, right? Like, no, Paul. And they were Paul. like, I remember seeing a Paul-shaped skeleton, <laughs> and it is getting close to fall around here. So, you know, that's pretty typical for skeletons to start showing this up. This was the time of year that Paul likes to hang out with packs of wolves? Yeah, you know, Paul reason? gets a little feral around this time of year. <laughs> Sometimes he just disappears for months at a time around this time of year. So, uh, well, so I was I was sitting out on the front porch waiting for my girlfriend to come home. Well, for, for you, first you were waiting for her brother to get home. Yeah, I was hoping her brother would come home, uh, and, and then I realized that he was not. And I was like, oh, well, she's at a happy hour for her work, so she'll be finishing up that soon, and she'll be home. And I was like, all I got to do is hold out a couple more hours, and, and I'll be good. And I don't have – I had uh, workout shorts on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and no other clothing because it was all in the wash that was inside of her house that I was trying to do when I locked myself out. And one thing I realize is, uh, when I don't have all my fun electronics and toys that I'm really boring, <laughs> uh, and, and not fun to be around. And I did not want to be around myself for as many hours as I was. Well, so you're just moping on a stoop. Yep. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. apparently mosquitoes wanted to hang out with you. That's true. I was hanging out on our front porch for a while, and I was like, this is all right. And I was getting bit by mosquitoes, and I was like, I can deal with this. And then one bit me in the face, and I was like, I can't deal with this. <laughs> oh, that's the thing can't you guys have with- anymore. I don't remember mosquitoes. I've completely forgotten. They'll get you. No, they'll get you. Especially if you got that Italian blood. Yeah, man. It's sweet blood. <laughs> it's sweet sweet mozzarella blood. Yeah. It's <laughs> like pizza sauce, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so that was Paul my last almost, couple of hours. <laughs> so Paul almost died. Uh, a bunch of other things have happened since we've done the last episode. Should we do like a recap of our lives? Well, since there's been about 15 years since the last episode, <laughs> I think a fair amount has transpired. Uh, a couple bigger things have happened for us mm-hmm. like yeah. in terms of like big life changes. Uh, I should, I, I'm going to let you go first, Chad. Oh, yeah. sure. Uh, I moved in with the girlfriend, which is a very oh. adult thing to do. I don't a know very- why. I don't very know. adult. Yeah. Also, I got birds. I got birds now. Uh, very adult. Thing. That's yeah. That's an interesting <laughs> life choice that I uh, that I have a few people around me that do is is adopt birds. Yeah. Somehow there's like a small circle of people I know that all just become bird people, and yeah. then the rest of the world is like, yeah. Why would you get them? I'm like I don't know because they do make a lot of noise. <laughs> uh, I was up at John's, uh, and I was playing with his birds, and I was like. Birds are kind of cool. And then the one bit me really hard, and I was like, birds suck. Never again. (laughs) No, no. So here's the thing. I have two birds. I have the bird that I bought. This is the short story is that the bird I bought was the catalyst for why I moved in with the girlfriend. Birds can be bought and sold. (laughs) I'll buy any bird on Chad. There was a bird slave block, and I went and I went, that one. And it was separated from its family, and then it became 12 Years a Slave. Wait, that's not the plot of 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> that's the plot of those Goosebumps books. the plot of those Goosebumps books. Uh, <laughs> the bird was Chad the just catalyst. going to bird auctions on the weekend. <laughs> Checking their beaks. Sometimes I just buy them, 
Sometimes you just separate the families and then just don't keep them. I just put them in different houses yeah. and then move on. Um, no, this is the catalyst. The step was, I should get that bird. Oh, man, I can't get a bird because my permit won't allow it. Oh, man, the girlfriend has a bird. I bet she could keep it. Oh, we both need to get into different apartments. Wait, what if we moved in together to keep that bird? And then now I'm an adult. And now I'm an adult. But hey, I'm still good thing you bumps. got that bird, man. Yeah, I mean, thanks. That bird really... That, re- that bird really set you on the path, man. Yeah, very su- super responsible because I wanted a bird. But we are going very well, and now I'm in Hollywood, and we're next to Tourist Town. You go to like wow. Ripley's Believe It or Not, and all of those like things that no one in L.A. actually ever wants to go uh, to. Oh, dude, I used to live a couple blocks from there. Yeah, that is down in- the street from me. <laughs> yeah, I used to live uh, in West Hollywood on Santa Monica and Fuller, uh, right near that Trader Joe's that's right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got a Trader Joe's? You're set. Oh man, know, this dude, LA I talk's ha- great. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I had a tra- I had a Trader Joe's, a Smart and Final, a Target, a Best Buy, cheesecake and a GameStop. No, no cheesecake. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Cement, Cement Factory. Oh, what? Yeah. What is? Is that a? Is that a strip club? Cement yeah, Factory. No, is totally no, no, that's just. They, they just. I think they just make cement just down. Well, I don't know what they make, but <laughs> they, there's there's a big machine company right before the 99 cent only on La Brea on the left. Okay. Yeah, go to it sometimes and go, huh, That was what, that's what he was talking about, and then move on. That was Dom's but, life. <laughs> but that uh, intersection sucks because I used to have to drive up the 101 uh, often because I was doing some work. And uh, it takes – a majority of your time is getting through those, like, four intersections. Yeah, because it's all tourists. It's all yes. people just kind of wandering and going, wow, look at that street busker who's a looks like a Harlem Globetrotter. I bet he's legit. Oh, look at that guy dressed like fat Spider-Man. Like, oh, these people are all crazy. <laughs> like, I love how people are like, I want to see Hollywood. I want to go to the Walk of Fame, maybe see a star. <laughs> and they do that, and then they end up getting their photo with Elmo, yeah. who is actually an ex-con. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The it type of like people. It's, it's, it's the best parts of uh, – well, actually, it's the worst parts of, of Times Square without any of the cool Times Square stuff. And it's hot. New York <laughs> did have the best crazy costume person I've ever seen on YouTube. My fa- yeah. one of my favorite things it was the Elmo who got arrested in uh, outside like the Lego store, yeah. and then uh, you you guys seen this? It's like Madison Square Garden or he's walking around. It's uh-huh. an Elmo in like blue jean overalls <laughs> who is yelling things at people about how the Jews run the world, and just uh, you just saying cryptically to everyone, John Gotti says hello, who's a dead monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't show business, so he's probably the best to know about about the Jewish folk. But that's right? something you say before you kill someone. He was just walking around to kids as like a belligerent Elmo, and it was the best thing. Like here's how- here's the secret about all of those guys. They're all like that. Yeah, <laughs> you all know, crazy uh, people. I think it was. Um, I think my like two years ago, uh, Batman and. Jack Sparrow got drunk and like sexually harassed Catwoman <laughs> oh, and she no. maced and she maced them. <laughs> no, no, this is the craziest LA story. Was there's been multiple times that Spider-Man, whatever reason, Spider-Man are the guys who fight, but there's also a time where Freddy Krueger stabbed a guy, and then the police found out that his knife hands were real knives. They were like <laughs> six-inch serrated blades, not a prop. You just wandered around That's as a real That's not street legal. No, but hey, no man, one had been bothered to Neither is Freddy check. motherfucking Krueger, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about this, when you guys tell me these stories about these guys fighting, it's like my best fan fiction coming to life. <laughs> it is. Who would Freddy win Kruger? a fight, 40-year-old Freddy Krueger or down-on-his-luck Spider-Man? Oh, man. Who would I want to fight? I'm going to put Freddy Krueger because he's got real knives. Yeah, also, man. let me throw in Spider-Man has a fanny pack in the front to keep his dollar bills. So <laughs> let that factor into your calculations. Uh, I also – you know which one creeped me out not to go too far on this? But uh, the Charlie Chaplin was a weirdo. Oh, I don't, I've never seen that guy. Oh, yeah, that, that guy's a pretty interesting-looking guy because he really commits, so he kind of doesn't talk. And it's kind of weird looking at this man with, like, all this, like, kind of, like – powder in his hair and like walking around trying to be like charlie chaplin and you're like man what's going on oh no there there was a dude walking this week i saw interacting with a a swedish tourist family like a father and his six-year-old son was not an actor or celebrity like a famous character he just wore this kind of green goblin mask and had long dreads and this gross brown bodysuit Definitely not a fictional character from anything. <laughs> was just a real life monster walking around, and like the father was trying to like negotiate for the price of the photo. Something to understand: if you don't, if you take a photo with these people on the street and you don't pay them, they yeah. get very mad. This is where all the stabbings yeah. happen. 
And that, that's why they're ex-cons. Yeah, and the father was trying to negotiate like what he wanted, and I swear to God, the monster man is just gurgling like, like he's not was, saying anything English at all or as a language. Just an actual goblin. Just an you actual goblin. That, you know what that guy wants? That guy wants someone to be. Joe Hollywood to walk by and go, <laughs> yeah. my word, what a character. <laughs> this you is our new horror in franchise. a Marvel comic. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. All right, <laughs> so Dom, so you can't experience this anymore because you had your big life change. That's right. I moved cross country to Philadelphia, outside, Philadelphia suburbs mm-hmm. uh, for now, uh, a.k.a. Rat City. <laughs> 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 but uh, I moved cross country to work with Paul and... Uh, our friend John on just doing web stuff. I left the soup because that was a really good job. (laughs) (laughs) My life was going too well. Yeah. I, I met a a girl. I know. I had a great job. I was living in Los Angeles and I was like, you know what I should do? Move to the Philadelphia (laughs) suburbs. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, my, uh, the girl I met, though, uh, she'll be moving out here, too. So I'm moving in with my girlfriend as well. And actually, Paul, you're moving in with your girlfriend, too, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. We're looking for places now. Yeah, this podcast, is for, <laughs> this podcast is for 28 to 29-year-olds who, who are, are ready to be domesticated. Who are who are content with life and willing willing to, uh, willing to be at this moment. And, and who if you're the trains. type of guy, yeah, if you're the type of guy or girl who wants to just smooch people and move on to the next one, don't listen to this podcast. I'm sorry, Goosebuds is not for you. <laughs> Again, we are Do a you... straight edge Christian podcast. The bo- the, li- po- <laughs> the podcast where we read children's books and talk about them are not for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you like house music and $2 beers? That was five years ago. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> we can appreciate it, but we just don't partake. We really like when a Seinfeld episode comes on as a rerun. That's real great. <laughs> Dude, you wake up, and the thing you, the bill you thought you had to go and pay, you find out that you can pay it online. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we should jump in and talk about real actual scary things besides becoming an adult. Let's do it. Uh, isn't becoming an adult scary? Actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty scary. I'm getting the real goosebumps now, man. Yeah, this is nothing compared yeah, to that book. Yeah, on your dick. <laughs> <laughs> the real goosebumps. Is that what happens when you get older? <laughs> yeah. You, you get bumps on your dick when you get scared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so book two, Stay Out of the Basement. Also... Already a terrifying title. Yeah, because basements are real spooky. Basements. They're real spooky, and I got to talk about the cover art. Can I? Can I jump right in? Right, because there are multiple Good. covers you might have seen for this. I believe you're talking about the the Green Hand. Yes, the Green Hand. Actually, the Green Hand appears on both the classic edition and the modern Ooh. edition. Okay. Can I see the modern edition because we have a copy right this here. Is, this is okay. So I'm. The, the classic edition. Let me let me talk about the classic edition. <laughs> he doesn't edition. want to show it to me <laughs> yet. I don't want to he's show hol- this to you. He's holding it away from my vision right okay. now. Okay. The classic edition, it looked like it's, it's a, it was a great painting, I assume. By, swamp, swamp Thing coming out of the basement, yeah. Mm-hmm. By T. Jacobs. Swamp Thing's hand and fingernails uh-huh. coming out of the basement <laughs> with the title, Stay Out of the Basement. Real quick, what do you think plant fingernails are made out of? Because regular fingernails are dead bark? skin. Bark, right? Bark. Bark. Okay, I'll go with bark. Okay. Yeah, all right. I was solved and already. Or avocado pits, <laughs> <laughs> or sunflower seeds. Oh, yeah, seeds. Nice. Oh, but they're seeds. That's kind of cool. That's so cute. there are two different covers you can deal with. The other one I saw a lot in the version I had rebought, and I had seen it before as a kid. It just gives it away in that you have a giant scowling tree man just staring at you behind a lab coat. So that's like, oh really? I I have never seen that one. Yeah, yeah. That's when I the one I rebought and the one I've ever seen as a kid. I think it was a reprinted version. Was just full on like living Groot. In a lab coat, just <laughs> looking Living down at you all sad. Well, that's a lot more true. I guess that's a little bit more true than this one. Yeah, because this one's... the modern version is just a recreation of the classic, but now the fingernails are sharper. It's an HD remix. <laughs> and, and there's more vines. <laughs> it's okay. just an HD remix. So it's the Lucas lot... retouching of the yeah. Goosebumps covers. There's, and there's a couple more thorns in there. <laughs> okay, good. And good. I, believe, I believe the fingernails are are implied thorns in well, this one. Well, back in 92 when the first book came out, you had to pay the artist by the thorn. 
So true. they were like, they, true. they had That's to cut true. down the number. Now it's digital, you know, and these people come in there's I'll just Photoshop a bunch more thorns. And on that there. ruined a lot of artists. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of artists made their life off of drawing plant life yeah. and thorns and magic flowers. cards. Mm-hmm. Magic cards was a lot of their work. Magic you know? cards, yep. uh-huh. a lot of magic cards, a lot of, uh, uh, art work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, hold on, hang on. I got this thing. Like, uh, okay. I got this joke. A lot of cover art to adult contemporary. There you go. There you go. <laughs> C- CDs and cassettes. <laughs> Listen, if you could draw a cat, if you could get a cactus, pull yourself a cactus job back in 1992, you could live off of that for six months. Absolutely. I got like three adult contemporary covers arts. That are just based on cash. You know, there's a guy who's collected like a bunch of the original Goosebumps paintings. Like he has them in his living room. Yeah, it's Dom. Yeah, it's Dom. Yeah, oh, it's sorry, me. it's yeah. Dom. Yeah, it's, it's me. And you bring people over, like, uh, take take it in, and you take a sip of your wine goblet, and then everyone's kind of staring and goes, "I didn't know this was gonna be the thing we were doing." And then someone's like, "Is that ecto cooler?" Like, I think it is. Like, that's I say ecto cool. I think that's VHS of Saved by the Bell. And then Dom says, "You're never leaving." <laughs> all right so stay uh stay out of the basement the general concept of it things are going on in the basement pretty spooky the thing i think is most interesting this is a very uh not well researched out theory because we only have two books to go off of but again uh parents don't care about their kids and so i'm already gonna yeah. throw this out here as something to look out for the rest of the series did arl stein have a bad dad <laughs> uh, well, if this book is any clue, he had a real bad dad. Yeah, the, <laughs> his dads are always aloof and always up to no good. Yeah, I'm waiting for the book where like, and the father and mother really cared and put a lot of time and energy into their kids, and that wasn't anything scary about it whatsoever. Yeah, well, the funny thing about this one, because well, the thing he always plays off of, which was smart on his part, is the parents never listen to the kids. Yeah, and, like that's always happening. And I'm sure books. they're trying to go for like me as a kid going, yeah, I totally get it. That is yep. really lame when the parents don't listen to me. But right. these are like. <laughs> These are non-existent people, and this is the, well, my, my main problem is to set it up like the father is some sort of scientist man. We don't really get a lot of particulars of scientist yep. man. The mother, <laughs> we don't know. And this also raises the question of what do these parents do for a job? How do right. they make money? Well, that's my big question. Can we start talking about the plot? Yes, because, please. All right. Yeah. They just establish in the book that the father has no job. Yeah. And the mother clearly isn't working because she's just leaving because mm-hmm. she can because her sister is sick in Tucson, Arizona, I believe. Right. And I, and I just... The main plot of the book is that sick sister. We keep getting updates yeah. on well, her. It keeps, it keeps coming back to it. And you don't know what she has, but she's... Probably, probably plantitis that <laughs> the dad's trying to solve. <laughs> but... Uh, so we established that they he doesn't have a job. He lost his job. He doesn't talk about it. Nobody knows why he lost his job. Yet the mother is preparing a shrimp dinner. <laughs> Get the a clue, mom. <laughs> Stop making shrimp if your broke-ass husband, who's in the basement with his plants all yeah. day, ain't working. Well, you see how far she spent all the money before she ran out of the house to go hang out with her sister oh. in, in beautiful Arizona. And then he's feeding them plant food. Okay, all right. So you have this dad. uh, The mom's out of the book for most of the book. Well, here's the thing that this this book, it's great because it's from 1990s. If you weren't near somebody in the 1990s, you just couldn't talk to them. (laughs) You just weren't weren't able to speak. (laughs) You just were dead. They They were pretty much dead. There's a moment in this book where... The daughter is talking to the mother, and it, it, she, it says that the mother is on a payphone. Yeah. And I doubt any kid today knows what the hell a payphone yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is also the thing a lot of like current horror movies and anything revolves around the idea that like, they have to take cell phones out of the equation. But these are just things where, like, even if cell phones existed, there are still just, like, giant glaring questions that don't make any sense as well, far as right. where the, the parents are. The mother appears to be, like kind of denying that there's any real issue with their you know marriage because yeah. <laughs> he, he got fired he's not talking about it he's spending time alone in the basement and the mother is preparing shrimp dinner yeah she's super happy about it that would be a source you could actually like disguise some of the creepy things happening where like 
dad's acting weird. And you could be like, well, he seems really stressed about his job. That's never addressed. It's really like, dad just eats plant food. So, yeah. so <laughs> remember the, the main core plot of Stay Out of the Basement is while mom's away on vacation, scientist dad is in the basement and you have to stay out of the basement because he's doing crazy plant experiments. And it's pretty obvious the entire book from like page 10 that he is a plant man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing. That's that's the thing that got me with this book. You're reading it. You're like halfway through, and you see his plant hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then and then the, and then he sits the kids down to have a chat with them about his plant hair. So often in this book does he like fall out of his own character because he's <laughs> supposed to be this hard ass jerk. In the very first chapter, he's screaming at the children to stay out. Yeah. And then like when he gets fucking hit in the head. With a frisbee and his Dodgers hat, his (laughs) Dodgers hat that keeps coming up, his Dodgers hat falls off, and he's got fucking plant hair. Side detour, the frisbee in this book comes back again and again as some sort of Again and again. The most boring kids. The most boring kids who ever existed. The first chapter is just them playing frisbee, and the idea of them playing frisbee is like a catalyst for everything that happens that uses like as a, as a thermostat for the health of the family. Like dad <laughs> yeah, used to play yeah. Frisbee with us as, in, as Jennifer went and catch the Frisbee, like that kind of thing. It's so yeah. crazy. Hey, you remember, you remember that time that, uh, mom went and visited her sick sister and, uh, dad had plant hair. <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking about it and I really felt like, a lot like that frisbee, like up in the air, you know? <laughs> like up in the air, just kind of floating and not being able to come down, spinning and not really having an idea of where I was going. <laughs> yeah. To you compare, but- the frisbee catching is the equivalent of the football throwing in the room. If you've seen the, <laughs> <laughs> there was that frisbee, the worst Chekhov's gun of all time. Yeah, well, you, you really should have waited for the end of the book. And I'm sorry, it's not how it happens. There should have been a scene where, like, they defeat the plant monster by just throwing the perfect frisbee throw. <laughs> the the yeah. perfect frisbee throw where the kid spins around, like, three times. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, I got pissed off, and this is no this is no uh, shot to anyone with the name, but I got pissed off immediately when, when the first character identified was named Casey, uh-huh. and they didn't identify sex, and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Am I going to miss if this is a boy or a girl because I'm trying to read real quick? Which, again, is another hallmark of Goosebump books that I had not completely forgotten was a lot of extra details that you don't need. Even if you don't know the yeah. gender, there's, like, the way that Casey bounced off the garage to catch the Frisbee. There is, like, a page just describing how the weather in L.A. is pretty consistent. Like, there's just them yeah. talking about, like, California. Man, it's always warm. Ah, oh, these California observations and Goosebumps. Dude. He does that, and then at the beginning of the book too, they're watching the Arnold Schwarzenegger film. You'll you'll know who that one is, kids. Yeah, kids <laughs> you know? like that. Kids like kids. Oh, the best part is coming up where everyone blows up. Yeah, yeah. He talks about everyone blowing up, and I'm like, all right, you probably didn't need to tell us about this. No, movie. that is an interesting device you can use in stories. I know this is the worst example to use, but it's the first one to come to mind. Uh, done pretty well in Transformers Three. Uh, oh. They do a joke like that early where they kind of just show you like a scene that's on TV. And it's not uh-huh. just like a fun little reference. It's an episode. It's a clip from Star Trek where Spock goes crazy and attacks the crew. And it's right. a fun little like wink, wink observation setup for people who are watching the movie because Spock plays Sentinel Prime. Spoiler goes right. crazy on the Autobots and betrays them. So it's like this fun kind of like see what we're doing. We're getting well, you a foreshadowing. We're yeah. foreshadowing. This is like has all of these things have never anything to do with the plot. They're just weird no. little like details to fill in the blanks. They're just I, uh, they're just things to be like these kids are like you are. Well, <laughs> I feel like this is the this is the paper you turn into your English teacher, and then they go, oh, you know, you see this thing that you accidentally did, like you put these characters in this situation. Well, you can foreshadow there. And if you want to, you, they could be watching a movie that kind of relates. Yeah, they could be, they could be watching like Little Shop of Horrors or something. Like That would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah. Even as a little wink-wink to like the parent reading it with their kid. But that just seems right. to, be a, to be a thing. There is a deleted scene from uh, this book where uh, <laughs> what? Like, he's like, like, yeah, yeah, where he goes, the, kid, the kids are in the living room. And uh, Casey's like, hey, man, dad's in the basement. Mom's gone. Time to put on some tits. <laughs> and he puts on pornography. And for a good chapter, they watch it. And yeah. it's the most accurate childhood experience. And then both of the kids realize things about their bodies they didn't know before. And then the brother and sister realize that they're be- they're watching sex things with their brother and sister. <laughs> and and shit got 
goosebumpy. <laughs> <laughs> that kid's dick got goosebumpy, and he was like, "This is what it's gonna be like to be an older person." <laughs> <laughs> this is this has shown how much that I've become corrupted as a person. That uh, a lot of the scary parts in the basements, so the kids go down in the basement a lot. Despite being yeah. told not to go into the basement. <laughs> yeah. The book is called Stay Out of the Basement. You think they could listen to the goddamn title? <laughs> but every time they go in the basement, and this is a hat off to him, they, he does jump into craziness pretty quickly where it's actually interesting. There are a bunch of plants the father is experimenting on down in the basement that are all clearly monsters, like living and breathing. Yeah. And by the first, like, five chapters, a plant attacks them. It clearly yeah. attacks the kids. Yep. But the, my immediate thought was, oh, man, I've, I've read too many Japanese manga. No, this is going to go a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's actually a deleted scene uh, from the book <laughs> where uh, they're, in the, they're in the basement again, and, and, uh, and uh, Margaret goes, hey, does that plant kind of look like a butthole? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, yeah, that kind of looks like a butthole. Is Dad fucking plants down there? <laughs> is, Dad right, doing the, is Dad doing the stuff that we were watching on TV to these plants okay, this down is, This is my thought, because I'm going to jump forward to a part of the book where uh, uh, an old boss of the dad comes by, Mr. Martinez. Yeah, I'm Mr. glad he was a, uh, they gave a minority character a chance. Uh, a Latino in name, uh, mm-hmm. living in California, eating avocados. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Well, they do they eat avocados, avocados book, and wearing tomatoes, a Dodgers yeah. hat. So you know? Mr. Martinez, Mr. Martinez comes by to just like, oh, hi, I wanted to see your work. And at this point, the dad's already acting pretty crazy and clearly a plant, yep. a plant person. Mr. Martinez goes downstairs to the basement, and the kids just completely forget that Mr. Martinez was there. Yeah. Uh, setting, and, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> But it's funny because you're going exactly where I wanted to go, which was I loved the daughter's like her like her mindset of just like, no, this it's, couldn't be a bad thing. This, this, there's nothing wrong go- going on here. The, he, the, he obviously just left his jacket. Yeah. Here. So the kids discover when they go back down like the third or fourth time, Mr. Martinez's jacket and shirt. He just walked out of the house with no shirt on. And again, this is something the kids do in a lot of the book. And I maybe maybe you need to do this, but I keep thinking you want to build your evidence against the kids confront the dad every time he does something suspicious. Like they play their cards every time. Like, hey, dad, we saw you eating plant food. Hey, dad, we saw uh, these this man's clothes down in the basement. So they're giving the chance for the father to like always backpedal and find a way out of it, even though he's clearly a monster. Yeah, but he's, yeah. so the first time they discover Martinez's uh, shirt and jacket, he's like, "Oh, Mr. Martinez was just very hot and decided to take his shirt and, and jacket off. I kept it for him. I'm gonna give it to him later." And then later on, a chapter later, they find Mr. Martinez's pants, and I wanted them to confront the dad about it, and he'd be like, "Uh, yeah, I fucked Mr. Martinez. Sorry." And just like, like yeah, look, yeah. Here, look, I fucked him. All right, <laughs> look, I had to fuck that guy. Also, I sleep in dirt now. Okay. Oh yeah, there's so the, the dirt in the bed. I didn't get. It's kind of like. Just really kind of, I guess it's related, but <laughs> there was bugs, and I guess bugs are gross. They were just like, well, here's another plant thing. Let's just make like, the father is progressing more on. and more to be a plant. And at one point in the book, the uh, daughter sees his, her, or it's not her husband. The daughter sees her father come upstairs <laughs> and then lay in bed and like look in the mirror and drip green blood. Major alarms, major things <laughs> yeah. you would want to tell someone about. And then the next morning, she's like, I looked at the father's bed. There was dirt in it. Did the father bring the bed up there? Did he, like, plant it for himself? I want it to be like, oh, no, sweetie, your, your father shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> You're, it's just, this was an allegory for, for senility. <laughs> uh, but going back to the, char- the father falling in and out of character, uh-huh. uh, he is so hot with them, and then they're like, hit him with the frisbee and then he's like children come here i will tell you all and they're like okay (laughs) they're the dumbest kids all they do is bicker throughout the whole book they're like i'm a piece of shit little kid and the other one goes no i'm a piece of shit little kid (laughs) and it also goes back to like they could tell anyone they could there's a lot of times like we could call mom and tell her that dad is like dripping green pus from his open wound hand that doesn't heal and also his head is made of green leaves now but they don't they don't want to like bother her well, they, they, these kids are really, really responsible. Like, they take care of everything in the house because their dad's <laughs> in the basement. Then, remember the night where where she sees her dad doing some weird shit in the basement? She hears a noise, and she spills Mr. some shit. Mr. Martinez, by yeah, the way. Mr. Martinez, she, sp- <laughs> she spills some shit all over the floor, and her brother comes down because he scares her, and she spills shit all over the floor, and she hears stuff in the basement, and she's like, let me clean up this mess first before I investigate my dad's weird plant sex They are real responsible. <laughs> 
Yeah, there was something moaning in the closet throughout the whole book. Wait, is this a... Did R.L. Stein write some metaphor for, <laughs> oh, oh for my coming God. out of the closet I'm... as like a homosexual father? Wait, oh so do you think, wait, did the father... Did science create homosexuality? Is that... Did R.L. Stein just say that homosexuality <laughs> was created in a father's lab was the father <laughs> was the father experimenting in the basement with mr martinez oh yeah there, dude there was also a lot of weird sexual things that he was experimenting on so uh we're just going to kind of play some of the cards that the book reveals later on is that you start to learn that the father was just making like plant people like just parts of people out of plants but he's trying to make animals he's trying yeah, to well make he was trying to, trying to fuse animals. A- a- animal dna and plant dna though because no what point, we needed was a pig that grew fucking apples yeah, though, yeah. <laughs> though at no yeah, point yeah. do you ever see like a a, a pig tomato it's always like yeah. there's a pumpkin with a human a butt. butthole yeah like there's always a pumpkin <laughs> with a butthole but have you ever wanted to fuck your fruit <laughs> Now you can. <laughs> but, like, all the plants are like, and there was a sprout with a leg sticking out of it. This one's a hand. It's like, he made a hand job plant. That's all he did. That's all he did. And it moans. <laughs> and also, like, I don't know why you would keep going because that you – he kept talking about how he wanted to, like, really perfect it. And, like, you struck gold in the first day. As soon as you made butthole plant, you can, like, get a bunch <laughs> of government grants. You're good. You are <laughs> real good. Hey, this guy figured out how to make new buttholes. We don't have to worry about butthole cancer anymore. <laughs> you know what? You know what kind of like struck me as odd is that the 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 boy took off his shirt the mm-hmm. first time they go into the basement, mm-hmm. yeah. and like throughout the, like the next while he's shirtless, and like he gets pinned on the ground by his sister and like his sister's friend, and he's shirtless, yeah. and it's real weird. And then he gets tied up by a plant. Yep. Yep. While he's shirtless. Again, there Japanese some... manga has shown me that this goes a certain direction. I think there are some heavy sexual undertones in this book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it do. would feel pretty hot if like a plant wrapped its vines around you and you just felt so safe. <laughs> nah, well, it's it all hot so and safe. steamy down there, and there's all that moaning going on everywhere, you know? Yeah. It's... It was a sex dungeon. It did not explain why the plants were malicious. No, that's <laughs> no. true. I guess if you said they were animals, you'd think they'd want to hurt people. There should be like nice plants. There should have been like a giraffe plant. <laughs> that wants to just like nuzzle you, but right. but they all seem pretty harmful. Oh, also speaking of harmful, they never revealed. Uh, what is the father's green like pudding about? What was that about? Green oh what? yeah, I wanted to bring that up. So uh, towards the end of the book, when things are getting more and more intense, yeah, uh, he's like, "I made lunch for you." Oh yeah, what and, was that? And the kids are like, "Dad, you never make lunch." And he's like, "Fuck you! I made it, shit up." He's <laughs> and, screaming uh, at them. Yeah, he's yeah. He, and then he pounds on the table and screams, and he's like, "I hate that!" And it's yeah. like, "Dad, with your baseball cap and your hair being leaves, yeah. creep me out right now." And it's this green sludge, and he really wants them to eat it. So did he? Did he want to turn them into plants? Was it just, or was he feeding them people plants? Was he trying to make them into like people eaters? Because it was never revealed. We learn a lot of their the plans that at the end is we find out that the dad has been not the dad for a while and has been a plant yeah. imposter. Was the plant imposter dad just like trying to be a good dad and make him a good meal? Or Well that 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 stuff was definitely bad for them because he was like, it's you'll find it's very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and like whatever whatever anyone says that, you should not take <laughs> Yeah, there has to be slicker thing. ways to poison your kids than just a bowl of poison. Like <laughs> yeah, a bowl of green, mushy poison. Yeah, you could have baked those into like a pie. You could have just like yeah. made some pills and put them in their food. There are a lot of ways to poison kids that I've thought about that would work <laughs> like a lot be, be, Looking at something and being like, that does not look appetizing. That's instinct to be like that. Maybe poison. <laughs> like that's why we don't eat stuff like that doesn't yeah. look good. <laughs> well, that's why we don't eat things that we find on the ground, which is what he was trying to feed them. <laughs> the ground. But I like to think that the plant father that wasn't part of his dashly plan. He was like, I got to take care of these kids. I mean, I do because yeah. we really don't know. There was never like a reveal of like they want to make an army of plant people take over. It really was. He is the plant dad, and he wants to work in the basement. He might well, have wanted to take care of those kids. That's the weird thing about it is he ac- – so he accidentally – we find out at the end that he accidentally spilled his human DNA. The real dad. The, the real dad spills his human DNA into his plant device Hot. and accidentally transmutes his existence into an, into a plant being, which somehow dad gets 99% of the way there with DNA. <laughs> yeah. and the only thing he By accident. The, by accident, the only thing he didn't get right was the hair. <laughs> <laughs> 
the hair and and the fact that uh the 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 plant dad couldn't call his daughter princess oh yeah that's but the he major ha- they go for the very cliche of like how can i tell which clone is the real cl- real person yeah or- yeah he got so close but he even got the paternal instinct but he couldn't figure out the rest then and then, then he was like then, then he you know i can't figure it out it. she doesn't like me man i try to feed her plant mush <laughs> she didn't fucking eat it man she doesn't love me i can't be plant dad like i want to but yeah there was never these kids nowadays he actually could have kept going with martinez and like sold martinez as plant dad he could have sold martinez like the plants and to become the new dad and been very successful and then meanwhile we never would have known about the real dad locked in the closet with mr martinez also a sexual euphemism Yes. yes. You know what dawned on me at the end of the book is that the father had been tied up, like, pr- probably since, like, pretty early on. I guess a couple you know? weeks, right? <laughs> been- yeah, yeah, and, like, a couple weeks go by, and at the end of the book, they're like, you know, the father's like, I've been down here for a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. wait, so dad only started being a real asshole in the last couple days? I don't think so. Yeah. He's been a huge <laughs> asshole this whole book. <laughs> I think this whole ordeal made us learn a couple things about real dad. Yeah, he ate plant seeds like weeks ago. Yeah, and, that, and and that's why I think a lot of this is written on a first draft because <laughs> yeah. that's like conflicting information. <laughs> yeah. Like he would have died uh, from dehydration. All right, let's yeah. look at this. The so far the list of plant dad versus real dad. Plant dad made his kids some food. We don't know if it was poison. He went to right. help the neighbors despite having particularly busy experiments. He's like, I got to go help the neighbor with his lawnmower. That's something Plant right. Dad did. Stayed yep. at home. Talked to his kids more as opposed to real dad was always just in the basement not making lunch for his kids. Who knows what he's else he's doing. Got fired probably for being a slob or just a lazy she person. killed the wrong dad. Yeah, that's the real person you should have won, which also sets up, I will say, Goosebumps, I gave him credit, and really nice little like uh, spoiler twist ending. Before we get to the twist ending, okay. I just want to say that you go through that whole ordeal with the axe at the end. So they're all in the basement. Mm-hmm. Plant Dad's out. Real dad's real out. Awkward. You got your ti- real awkward. You got the real awkward situation. Your typical thing where it's I'm real. No, I'm real, and you can't tell who's who. So she stabs dad in the arm. <laughs> yes, yeah, she does. She really goes for it. She, she stabs him in the arm, and then she's like, "Oh, that's dad." And then dad is like, <laughs> "Because yeah, because he gre- he he bled." One red, of them bled red, blood, red blood, and she, and, and 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 plant dad is green blood. But she didn't test. She didn't test plant dad again. No, because she, dad, real dad was gonna test him because he fucking hacks him in half with that, a goddamn axe. That was gory as hell, man. Yeah, it was fucked up. They talk about his body splitting in half and his green blood flies everywhere. Oh yeah. Also, Margaret, the daughter, as soon as the real dad gets the axe, she's like, I don't think that's him. Dad would never wave yeah. an axe at someone. Yeah, he would if he was locked in a closet for a week <laughs> and forced to eat probably like plant semen or something. He probably would want to kill people with an axe. Uh, before we get to the ending, the twist ending, mm-hmm. once more, I'm going to stall it once more. I have, guys, I have the, the special edition version oh, of this. Oh, that's man. why you had all the deleted You got scenes. the Criterion guys, collection. It says on the bottom, now with bonus features. What? Which the bonus features are a quick Q&A with R.L. Stein, which is what I'm going to read something from. Okay. And then just kind of... Facts about plants, which, <laughs> which honestly, which honestly, if I was a kid, I would read the shit out of this book. Hell yeah, dude! Fact number one: carry this book around, be like, you guys want to learn some facts? <laughs> this book was ninety percent not facts, but once I got to the facts, it became my favorite. Dude, if a book had facts in it as a kid, loved it. Plant number, th- plant fact number three: uh, pumpkins can't have faces that moan from them, so watch out for those kids. <laughs> <laughs> but the question I want to bring up, directly related to the ending. The interviewer, not identified, says, have you ever come up, could be R.L. Stein himself. Maybe Walt Disney. <laughs> yeah, have, you, have you ever come up with an ending to a story before having the other part of it figured out? <gasps> R.L.S. responds, writer's most different am I. First ending the backwards right eye. What? And I don't really. Oh, he's being clever. Uh, I don't. Re- I don't really appreciate that. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like R.L. Stein getting cute on me. You know, uh, R.L. Stein, and I think I may have mentioned it's the first episode, but I read an interview with him, and he said that most of his books come from just an idea for a title, mm-hmm. and then once he has the title, he works from there. And apparently, he came up with "Stay Out of the Basement" and was like, <laughs> "Thrilling! I must. I can build it. off of this." Yes, I can go somewhere. Well, let's talk about the twist ending. Okay, because so apparently ending. he wrote that first. Paul, you want to set it up? 
Okay, so uh, Plant Dad gets murdered, cut in half in a basement. And Casey goes, hey, man, there's some tits on TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, after the murder happens, uh, Dad gets his job back, even though he almost killed his boss with his plant with his plant things. Because for some reason, that's another thing. that Mr. Mart- Martinez is like, well, I fought for you to the bitter end, Dad, uh, Plant Dad. Um, I liked your experiments. Then he gets captured thrown into a closet and then he and then when the dad releases him after all of that hell he goes you know what i'm gonna get you unfired even though i could have done that before you put me in a thing and kept me there for like a week and a half yeah coolest boss no police action taken whatsoever no police action. just kind of burst off like well yeah that's just science i guess like super cool boss yeah yeah well plant dad <laughs> Your experiments taught me that I can be kidnapped by plants. Plants you created. How about a new job? <laughs> well, that's logic if I ever heard it. You know Martini has asked for, like, but really, though, grow me one of those butthole plants. Like, just give me one on the side. Just give me one of those <laughs> butthole like, pumpkins. He's like, he's like, plant dead. I'll let you have your job back if you don't kill this one butthole plant that I fell in love with inside of that closet. I'm running away with it. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> All right, so he has his job back. So he gets his job back. Everything's back to normal. They're playing frisbee in the yard. <laughs> yep. And Casey, Margaret, Mark, it's Mark. Casey's the son. Margaret, yeah. come on, <laughs> Margaret. I read. I read this so long ago. It was like three days. Uh, <laughs> that's these characters really lingered with. Do you, this is how. This is how. These stories really stay with you. They really stick with you for two days. Uh, uh, she's pl- she's playing in the backyard. And she walks up to the couple of plants that Dad let live because it's a r- really good idea to let your killer. Yeah, plants Yeah, there's live. a few that weren't as bad. I'll keep these in the yeah, back. Well, well, he, they mentioned like a few tomato plants yeah. and like vegetables that they plant in the backyard. Yeah. So she walks up to the plant and Dom, can I get the book? Can I get the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't mess up the page. quote. He walks up to the plant, and you get this quote. As she walks up to a plant, she says, she looked down to see a small yellow flower nudging her ankle. Margaret, the flower whispered, help me. Please help me. I'm your father. Really? I'm your father. What? Finn. Finn. Actually, that's a pretty cool twist. I have to say, I actually like that one a lot. Because the the idea of, like, a dad being absorbed into the plant world and, like, oh, God, who actually is the real dad, even if he's not real, that's still pretty great. It's very unsettling. it's cool because usually with like like goose well not the goosebumps show follow the books but like uh, are you afraid of the dark the the ending always came out that there was never really any danger it well, was all some, in, sometimes there was sometimes sometimes but, sometimes, but, but you, for the most part it's it's usually like and everything was okay yeah. boring yep yeah. so this is nice where you get that little cliffhanger where you're like cool. There could have been some spooky ass shit that happened. I would say the best part of the book is probably the ending because that's when something actually happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, I would definitely watch a sitcom on CBS about Plant Dad and just like if he's like, "Oh, Dad, you're a small yellow daffodil. How are you gonna get me to basketball practice?" and he's voiced by like <laughs> uh, Ryan Reynolds. I love it. I'd watch that. Uh, let's let's pitch that because I think we could probably get that made. <laughs> There's a tons of jokes to just do about like not keeping the wife satisfied in the bedroom. There's listen. There's a tons of stuff yeah. we, can, we can workshop it later. Yeah, daffodildos. Now you, know, all types you of stuff. my family, when I uprooted and moved <laughs> for a job. I don't know. That's, the as, far, that's as far as I got. That's as far as I got. But that's captivated. the gold mine we have. <laughs> uh, that's just right off the top of my head. We can. We you can know really what? Go with this. You know how confident I am in that idea, audience. Go ahead and make it yourselves. We'll have another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got a million of this shit. I'll give that one away for free. I think Earl Stein might sue you too, but don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. He's he doesn't he can't he he's he can't read. Guys, I think that's a pretty good summary of stay out of the basement. Are there any lingering thoughts you have, or anything else you want to get off your chest about? Boot, get, boot, you know, out of basements and plants and limb limb dads. I think that we missed a really big opportunity to talk about man plant love here, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, this, 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 we had the homosexuality undertones, but what about the man plant love undertones and overtones? And there's nothing illegal about wanting to go out into your backyard and, and, you know, find a nice little plant that you really like and just kind of, you know, put your dick in that tulip. <laughs> I'm not going to judge you. You know, those, no. those Venus fly traps, they do more than just catch flies. <laughs> Penis. 
fly traps, guys. <laughs> I may, I'm real funny. I'm real good. <laughs> guys, this is the gold mine we're sitting yeah, on. This, this That's why I was strong. comfortable. That's why I was comfortable giving up plant dad because I knew Dom was going to line up another one oh, for us. Yeah. Yep. We got it. <laughs> the penis fly trap. Oh, God. That's the one to end on right there, I think. Yep. Well, I, I had one more thing I wanted to say about this book. Please. Oh. <clears throat> so I think a running theme in R.L. Stein Goosebumps books is shitty kids. Nobody <laughs> likes kids. Shitty parents, shitty kids. Like, yeah. shitty parents, shitty kids. Spooky thing happens. Everything's okay. Shitty parents. Yeah. Like, but uh, my thing, and maybe this doesn't need to go in, but the kid loves playing with Frisbees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... By he really wants to fly kites. Where's the kites? They're in the basement. Mm. And what is what? Yeah, let's skip this. No, no, keep. I want to hear this. <laughs> I want to hear this. Keep going. Explore this. Well, what is it about aerial toys <laughs> and this kid? <laughs> the entire time I'm reading this book, I kept saying to myself, "Why don't these kids play some?" fucking video games <laughs> yeah man <laughs> yeah it's very much like a 50 year old man's idea of what kids like like all right. you needed now was uh like margaret be like what if we just ran outside with the old stick and hoop and just knocked the hoop around <laughs> why i will go outside and throw a leaf <laughs> because that's what children do when i grew up nature was my toys what if we went out yeah, and that's what this guy is and it's like and it's like he shows them watching one thing on TV, and they're blowing shit up, and it's rotting their brains. Also, he brought up two magazines that she read, People and Sassy Magazine. Sassy? I didn't notice that. One of the magazines was called Sassy? Never heard of Sassy Magazine. There was a magazine called Sassy Magazine. Sassy Magazine? Sassy Magazine. You know, I'm going to throw this out there, and this was just the feeling I got, and we've talked about these books being ghostwritten, and they probably are, but I'm not 100% sure. Maybe not this early, though. I Maybe like, not this early, but I, I I, this know. one feels like it was written by a lady. Potentially. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that. I don't know why. It just felt that way to Guys, me. Guys, Sassy well, Magazine I, was real, by the way. A defunct teen magazine aimed at teenage female fans of alternative and indie rock music. Bro. Oh, Margaret was dope. Margaret was cool. She was a riot girl. Yeah. That's awesome. She was into Nirvana, and she also was worried about plants killing her. What a what a weird teenage life. One weird year. <laughs> One weird life. <laughs> All right, I think that's a good way to, to wrap it up there on Stay Out of the Basement. I know a lot of people who listened to the first episode, so they're going to read along with the second book. Hopefully you guys did, uh, and hopefully we're going to have you guys have to spend more $3 amounts over the course of a couple months. <laughs> Dom and I went to a uh, to a thrift store today, and we found a treasure trove. Oh, we really? Found a, we found a hardback of the Monster Blood series. The whole collection. Really? Oh, the whole yeah. trilogy, like Lord of the Rings. Yep. Actually, yeah. that might be like, like five. It was gold. It was gold. It was gilded sides of the pages mm-hmm. and everything. It's beautiful. Oh. Actually, Monster Blood gilded. I hope you picked yeah. it up. Monster Blood's coming up next, I believe. So get excited for the first. Is it? Yeah, I believe Monster Blood is number three. Oh, I could be wrong. Man. I really enjoyed the Monster Blood covers, especially yeah. the first one. It's a really cool cover. And Monster Blood goes into a little bit more of like, they're just accepting that this thing is pretty crazy and monstrous. It's not just insidious hints at things. It's just full right. on crazy Monster Blood. Well, not it's I, not really Monster Blood. I think it's just a green goop that turns people into giant things. But Right, yeah. And it's cool when the when the paranormal like the first one hid the paranormal till the very end, the second one showed you the paranormal, really ratcheted it up at the end. I'm looking forward to something that's got straight up paranormal all the way throughout. I think we're all looking forward to that. Yeah, for sure. Just letting it get pretty crazy as it goes on. Uh, if any of you guys did read this book, or if you're reading the next ones, please let us know what you thought. Or if there's anything we missed in the book, maybe you have some really good deep thoughts about uh, how to run a plant lab. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but so far, all of your guys' uh, feedbacks to us on social media and everything has been great. Uh, if you guys are looking for us, reach, reach out to us. You can reach out to us on Twitter at GooseBudsPod. Uh, you can email us at GooseBuds at gmail.com. Uh, also, you can reach out to us individually if you want to talk to just like just Paul because you only want to talk to Paul. Of course you'd want to. Yeah. Uh, where, what would they do if they want to talk to you, Paul? At Paul Ritchie, R-I-T-C-H-E-Y. And, and what if you want to talk to just Dom? And that'd be at Dom Moschiti. And the it's D-O-M-M-O-S-C-H-I-T-T-I. That's <laughs> like, right. Amosto Mochiti. <laughs> and if you want to reach out to me, you can reach out to me on Twitter at uh, Quantum Theory. Q-U-A-N-D-T-U-M Theory. 
uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Also, thank you so much uh, for the guy who wrote our amazing theme, the kicks yeah. ass, uh, Seth Ernest. You can check out his music at sethernest.net. He's amazing. I need to pay him some money for it because it was pretty good. I peed my pants from it. <laughs> uh, and a little also, pee, a little pee came out. Yeah, just a little, a little, a tiny little drops of pee. <gasps> it uh, was a lot for me, guys. And I, and I want to talk to you about that when we're done here because uh, I think I got a problem. <laughs> Also, duly noted, uh, we saw a bunch of people ask about having the podcast go up on iTunes. I believe after this episode, we're going to start putting them up on there as well. Uh, until then, there's other ways you can listen to it on the YouTube channel slash Goosebuds Pod uh, or on Podomatic. But no one really listens to it on Podomatic. Sorry, Podomatic. Hey, if you guys are enjoying Goosebuds, yeah. why don't you leave us an iTunes review? It's mm-hmm. a great way to help promote the show and support us, and it costs you nothing. You just got to log in, leave a couple words, give us a rating. To let you let us know what you think, and uh, we'll read them, and that'll be real nice for us to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does legitimately help out the show uh, for sure. Yep, really, really. And does. we will, and uh, a thing that's going to be coming, more episodes, more frequently. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's we won't happen. keep moving in with our girlfriends and moving across the country. I yeah. don't think so. So hopefully, it'll be a little easier to get together. And also, uh, there's tons of other stuff you're going to listen to while you're waiting for the next episodes. Uh, these guys have quite a few podcasts you can listen to. Uh, Don, yes. what have you been doing? Well, I do a show with my friend Josh Henderson. We do Fantasy Fiction, which is a podcast where Josh and I have a prompt every week, and then we write a fantasy story, and we read it to each other, and we laugh like little children. It's, it's real hilarious. And you can find us at uh, on Twitter, at FantasyFicPod, and you can find us on iTunes if you just search Fantasy Fiction under podcasts. Really, really good. And also, Paul, I mean, there's like a thing that you do that's also pretty good. Well, there's continue cast, but that's on hold right now. Oh, really? Uh, I didn't know. It is on a hiatus at the moment, um, only because we're trying to figure out. It became a little unwieldy because we had so many things going on. So we we have to figure out how we're gonna do it, and I think I've got an idea. Okay. So <laughs> I can't wait to hear what that reveals. Get in a couple microphones and some friends. And get some friends <laughs> in the room and a pizza. <laughs> uh, but we also do. If you want to, if you want to hang out with me every week, I do a show called Continue on YouTube. It's out every week, every Wednesday. Continue show. Uh, if you go to youtube.com slash continue show, you can watch it there. And uh, we yell at video games. Also really, really good. And uh, not as good, but another thing we want to listen to. I also do a podcast about paranormal and conspiracy theory stuff called Paranoia Shop. Spelled all fancy like paranoia, S-H-O-P-P-E <laughs> dot com. Uh, check those things out. We try to make things for you guys to listen to and enjoy. Indeed. Uh, we want you. We want to be able to be your friends on your long, lonely drives mm-hmm. to and from. Also, we're all narcissists, so that's also part of it. Mm-hmm. But the main thing is, is that we don't know you, but we want to entertain you. So have this content for free. This one's on us. <laughs> yeah, I make this podcast for free for you, and that's all you want. Yeah, I don't know what that accent was. Sorry. I, hey, there's <laughs> a Brooklyn pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I think I, read, I need to backpedal away from that as fast as possible. All right, back away. Uh, I read a children's book in public, and people looked at me weird. For you guys. Uh, guys, keep on reading, and let us know what you think. Uh, next episode will be Monster Blood. Yes. And if you want to read along, you can, and then you can listen to us, and the jokes will hopefully be funnier. <laughs> yeah, we tried to recap. Give us notes. Anyway, guys, I think it's time to wrap up. Have a wonderful, spooky night. Uh, goodbye. If it gets too scary, you can close the book. It just stops. (laughs) A ghoul (laughs) bye. All right. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye.